This is the Influencers Network Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Craig. I'm the Executive Director for Influencers Global Ministries in Bentonville, Arkansas. And I've got a special guest today. I'm back with our favorite uh, guest, Niles Graham. Uh, we've been following Niles through his journey from the very beginning, um, back in the beginning. It doesn't seem that long ago, but I guess it was almost a year ago that we interviewed you, Niles. Uh, welcome, Niles, first of all. <laughs> Thank you, Brian. Yeah, and uh, Niles is from Sacramento, California area, and again, we, we'd we never done this before, but we thought we would track the progress of a participant and find out why they were doing the journey, where they were when they started, then and we've been uh, touching base with you, Niles, we we checked in with you right after your first extended prayer retreat with the, through the Prayer Cottage book and all that, then we checked in with you again after the Spiritual Gifts uh, retreat where you learned about your top spiritual gifts and all that. And then, uh, and now we're here, we are at the end. And so, uh, so, uh, anyway, tell me, tell me how you're doing, Niles. Tell me just, just your first thoughts of how you're doing overall, I guess. How's your soul? <laughs> I'm great. <laughs> Much better than it's ever been in my life. Um, <clears throat> no, I'm, I mean, I'm experiencing happiness that, uh, I've never experienced before. And, uh, you know, it, uh, I, I, I have to give all credit to God and, and the work that he's done in my life, um, through this journey long, you know, year long process that we've done the journey. Do you remember, do you remember where you were in the beginning? Uh, we haven't gone back and listened to your first interview together or anything like that, but do you kind of remember where you were? In the very beginning compared to where you are now i do i do i remember uh in the beginning you know i didn't really know what to expect um i knew that i was going to be learning about god um what i've learned about god before just you know through reading the bible and doing stuff like that at least i thought i had um, so i didn't realize how much going through this journey process was going to not only help me learn about God, but learn about God in an intimate way that develops your relationship as a uh, child of God with him, with our father. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, and I think in the beginning, uh, you were thinking about maybe religion, maybe you're thinking of church, almost like religion, a little bit about what's the right theology and what, you know, where do my beliefs line up and all that. And less of lesser about the relationship, I think maybe if I remember right. Does that sound accurate? Yes, that's correct. It is more exactly, Brian. It is more about a religion versus a relationship, which kind of came up from my upbringing and everything before I was introduced to the journey, which really taught me that it's not about a religion. That's not what Christ wants. He just wants a relationship with us. And the gift of the Holy Spirit will do the rest. We don't really have to do anything except submit to him. Mm -hmm. So, um, so as you look back on the overall process and all that, what are, what are some of your highlights as far as some of your favorite parts or, 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 you know, follow up question, be any, any light bulbs that kind of went off for you that stand out? 
There are a few, few uh, I think, significant points throughout the journey process that really where God opened up my eyes and my heart and spoke to me. Um, one of the major ones was, which we actually talked about on another podcast uh, previous to this, was um, our letter um, uh, from Papa to us and what he would say to us. Um, that really got me over this, um, which you'll learn about in the journey, uh, this orphan spirit of not wanting to burden God with certain things. And, and that's not what he wants at all. He wants us to give everything to him. And it actually brings me back to, I think it's uh, Matthew 11. And I never understood the saying before, but he talks, Jesus talks about um, how um, his yoke is easy and his burden is easy to carry or his burden is light. And before that never really made sense, but now it does. Um, well, what that means to me is that we have our own struggles as humans, but when we rely and depend on God to lead us through this life and we take everything to him and through him, he takes our burden and just gives us this sense of peace about our lives. And it doesn't mean that life's going to be easy. Um, in fact, I feel like life at times could be a little bit more complicated because Jesus does promise that as a Christian, as somebody that serves the Lord, our life is going to be challenging, but he gives us the tools on how to deal with that so that we don't necessarily feel this heaviness on our shoulders like I used to feel. Um, mm -hmm. That was a major thing for me. Uh, th there were two other little things that stood out. One was um, extended prayer sessions we've done throughout the journey group because it really taught me how to kind of bask or soak in his love and just allow our sins and things that we continue to do as humans to kind of let it go and just give it to God because he wants us in that place to where we feel loved by him and you know, we're not perfect. We're, we're in a flesh that fights against doing right all the time. And it's only through seeking him that we are able to combat that through the Holy Spirit. Um, a third thing uh, that was kind of really stood out to me was at towards the end of our journey group, the um, one of the exercises was to have your significant other write a letter to you, which we didn't know about. Um, our mm. journey leader, you know, asked our wives or our significant others to do it. Um, mm. And then when we went for a commencement ceremony, which I'm so tempted to tell everybody about, but I won't. <laughs> There's a <laughs> thing at the end of it that really shows you what serving is uh -huh. um, that I will always cherish and remain dear to my heart. And you just have to go through the journey process to experience this. Yeah. But it's one of the coolest things I've ever experienced in my life. Um, but I would like to share um, the letter, actually, that my wife wrote to me. And it's it's funny because you and I talked about this, you know, just a few minutes ago. We were having technical issues with, uh, with the Zoom. And uh -huh. during the process, you know, I took a minute and I was praying with, uh, with our father about it. And he just, you know, put on my heart to read this letter that my wife wrote to me. Um, and I, I've only read it once. I haven't read it since. So I'm kind of curious and excited to actually read it again. Yeah, yeah. And I told you, I think that'd be great. Um, you know, we um, we think we know what's happening with it. But sometimes we don't see the fruit. You know, sometimes I think God keeps us from seeing everything that's happening in our lives so that we don't become prideful or or think we got it all figured out, you know. But then the people around us, closest to us, 
they see things, you know, so there's no better person to be an eyewitness to what happened to you in the journey than your wife. So yeah, I think let's hear it. That'd be great. Okay. Okay. So this is a, this is a letter and it's, it's not too long. It's, it's, um, you know, it's a page. So I appreciate that you allow me to read it. Um, but, uh, so, so here's what it says. It says, uh, my husband, how do I begin? I can't even think it gets me a little emotional reading this. I apologize. <laughs> I, I can't even think about this past year that you have been doing the journey without getting emotional. <laughs> That's what my mind said too. <laughs> um, what the Lord has done in you, in us, and in our marriage is such an answer to prayer. The change and growth I have seen in you as a child of God and the head of this house is amazing. And as iron sharpens iron, you have led me in my walk and pushed me even closer to God. I am thankful for that. Thank you for choosing God and opening your heart. Thank you for all the prayers that I know you have prayed for me in our marriage. Thank you for being patient with me as I followed you through this journey. It hasn't always been easy, but because we have God as our center, we were always as our center. I apologize. But because we have God as our center, we will always come out stronger, baby. We cannot be broken. And thank you for the example you're being for our son as to what a man of God is and how he is supposed to love. Keep seeking him. Keep listening to the Holy Spirit and keep moving wherever you are led. I am and will always be beside you, holding your hand and praying for you, praying for us. I love you, my husband. I am so proud of you. Love me. And, you know, Brian, I just, that says it all about what the journey can do for your life through God working in it. Um, I've, I, you know, starting this journey process, I wanted to hear those words from my wife. I wanted to hear that she saw how God was working. But I think like you, you've said before, sometimes we don't realize it or hear it until later on because it's not about us boasting about it. It's about glorifying God. And mm -hmm. so we get to hear this afterwards. And it's like, wow, like I didn't feel like I was doing anything. I was actually just serving my wife. I wasn't even really trying to lead, if that makes sense. I was just submitting to God and he mm -hmm. did the leading for us. Um, and I mean, our marriage is better than ever. And don't get me wrong. There's still issues. It's still, you know, we're humans. But it's how we deal with those issues um, that come up where we turn to God and try to, you know, seek answers from him versus dealing on our own um, that makes all the difference in the world. Mm. Yeah, it's kind of like, uh, well, we, as we talk in the journey, if you abide in Christ, you bear fruit. And the fruit being, you know, first and foremost, the fruit of the spirit, love and joy. And, you know, and these are things you cannot manufacture on your own. And, and, you, and you know, if you, if you try to think about, like people have compared it to like a basket of artificial fruit. You know, have you ever seen one of those, those cheesy looking baskets of artificial fruit, plastic fruit on a table or something, you know, yeah. that that would be what it would be like if you're trying to manufacture the fruit of the spirit yourself, you know, versus when he does it, it just flows. It's a natural thing and it's sweet and it's real and, and, uh, and it, and it impacts those around us, you know? I mean, I, I've even had guys who are funny, you know, they'll be like, well, uh, you know, I need to love my wife better. So they'll like put it in their, on their to-do list, you know, like on their calendar, like love my wife, you know, like, like they have to will themselves to love their wife, you know? And if a wife saw that, they would be like, 
are you kidding me? You know, you have to, <laughs> you have to put a reminder to love me. I mean, is it that hard? <laughs> so, so that's awesome though, that uh, it sounds to me like the fruit of the spirit was oozing out into your family, which is, is the way it's supposed to be, I think. So, so, um, so yeah. And you, and you, you, you alluded to the commencement, which is, uh, is a very special thing that God gave Rocky an idea of how to wrap it up, you know, when he did the first journey group and we're, so we have a little tradition of the way we do it, you know, and we still do it to this day, 21 years later, you know, so, and it is a secret. You got to go through the journey in order to experience it. So we can't, we can't tell anybody we'd have to kill them. So, uh, right. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So tell me, I, I was uh, just thinking about how, uh, when a lot of people get to the end of the journey, there's a, a question that a lot of people ask, what's next, you know? Um, so, uh, and sometimes I feel like, if they're asking that question, they didn't get it. You know, I mean, you know, like if, if they have to ask that question, they didn't quite get what this is all about, perhaps. But uh, what does that mean to you when I say that about like what's next? For me, I, I think that, uh, you know, personally, it comes down to the the three principles that uh, in, in Rocky's book where Gabe um, kind of tells you, you know, you be a God seeker, be a God abider, and then live it out. and uh-huh. Being a God seeker for me um, is, you know, what you really learn in the journey and, um, you know, always seeking him in everything we do. You know, he should be the first person we wake up to and the last one that we speak to when we go to bed at night. Um, Because the God abider and living it out, for me, Phil, the Holy Spirit works that out. The more you're drawn to the Lord and and communicate with him and in his word, the easier it is, or the more you want to be that abider. And I feel that's the, the fruit of the spirit that's working in you. So as far as living it out and what I see for me, God's taking care of that. He has moved us to a church that um, we absolutely love. My wife and I, you know, previously my background in, in you know, I've talked about this. And I was Jehovah's Witness um, years ago. And then that's what kind of did my separation between God, God and myself. And then through this process, um, um, it, it has it's totally changed my outlook on that. So, you know, we're, we weren't planning on becoming members of a church because I still didn't, you know, even going through the process, I was like, oh, cool. Like, I understand God, um, but I'm going to submit to him. Um, and since I submit to him, he's just kind of worked out things in my life to where, we're at this church we love. We're in the process of becoming members. Um, God got me into a uh, a men's um, uh, gathering every Saturday now, Bible study um, that we do. Absolutely love it. And it's been on my heart a lot lately to um, do a prison ministry, uh, which I haven't really spoke a lot about, um, but the funny thing is, is about six months ago, there's a gentleman that moved in four houses from where I live, um, who just as of the last month or so, we actually have started talking um, and getting to know each other. Well, he works at Folsom. He's a Folsom uh, correctional officer. Um, so I'm just sitting back, uh, allowing God to kind of take control and work everything out in my life and just tell him, hey, I pray every morning that I just surrender to him and allow his will to be worked out through me. And if you do that, 
I mean, I think you don't really necessarily always have to ask the question of what's next because God has that taken care of. All we have to focus on is continuing, continuing to seek um, a relationship with our Heavenly Father. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it sounds like uh, yeah, it sounds like you're staying close to Him and you're seeking Him every day and you're abiding and then and then you're paying attention. You're you're keeping your spiritual radar open to know where he's calling you perhaps, you know, and it sounds like you're like, you're, it sounds like you're doing a great job uh, with your first ministry, which is your family, um, which is where we always tell influencers. That's, that's where, that's where you live it out first, you know, and if, and, and I heard a guy joking, you say, if it's not working well there, don't take that show on the road, you know, type <laughs> deal. And so, um, which uh, is really true. If ever, if everybody just took care of their families, you know, the world would be at a better place, you, you know? So uh so yeah, and then the prison opportunities, that's pretty cool, especially since you come from law enforcement background and, and all that. So you you know, it'd be that'd be interesting to see what God might do with that. That's kind of a growing thing that's happening within influencers where they're taking people through the journey in different uh prisons and even some jailhouses and in local cities and all that. So who knows what God might do with you that with that. So Yeah, no, that and that's awesome, you know, and, and you bring up um you know, ministering to your family and, and, and it's, you're absolutely right. You know, sometimes ministering to our families is the hardest thing. I think of, you know, some of the um, things that God, you know, put David through um, uh, in the past where he built him up to know that he can handle bigger, you know, bigger um, challenges and stuff. I feel like that's probably why, you know, we're ministering to our family first, because it can be hard, but if you know you can do that, you could definitely reach out and minister to others. Um, my, you know, you and I have talked before about, you know, my uncle Ron, uh, you know, sick. And uh, in fact, actually, we, we've been praying a lot with him. And the really cool thing is, is I'll call my uncle Ron, you know, because he lives two hours away from me. So I can't be down there every day, but I'll call. We'll talk about God, you know, over the phone. I'll pray with them over the phone. And when I'm down there in person, we'll do the same thing. I'll send him worship songs. And he's at the the point in his life where he's like, hey, if it's my time, I'm okay with that because I know I'm going to God. And, you know, he has made comments about how I've changed. My grandmother has made comments about how I've changed. And I just always try to make sure that I give glory to God because me by myself, I'm not a good person. I, I mm. It is definitely the fruit of the spirit and the way that he loves that others see because um, nobody can love like God does without him. Yeah, that's right. Well, you know, um, we always hope that uh, some of our people who go through the journey will turn around and become journey guides because we want to reach as many people as God wants to reach through this ministry. And it, and it takes, it ta it's a life-on-life -life ministry. So it takes people who have been transformed, who give it away to their, their friends and family and all that. You know, there's, there's people that you could reach that I could never reach or Rocky could never reach. Even if you gave us their names and numbers, they'd rather you take them through than Rocky because they don't know Rocky. They know you, you know? So how does that prospect grab you? The idea of being a journey guide. Well, I got chills when you're talking about it. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and, and that's one thing I, I always, um, when, when, when I'm seeking confirmation from the Holy spirit, that's, that's one of the ways that I truly feel him is my up body i get chills you know just as mm. kind of like i'm on the right path um and that's the way he wants me to go um mm. so definitely we'll pray about it and, and it's funny because i actually ordered um 
a whole guide packet from you guys um, a few weeks ago, I believe it was, when you know the Folsom Correctional Officer and I started speaking because my thought process was, hey, might as well order it because I'm going to use it at some point. That's how I feel, and so we'll see. Maybe maybe I'll end up leading a journey group. Um, it, you know, I could definitely see that. Yeah, and and again, we're not legalistic. We're not. We don't put uh, compulsion upon somebody to do it. We we want it to be a calling. We want the Holy Spirit to call them into it. But at the same time, I think men need men in particular need encouragement and a little bit of nudging sometimes because because I think a lot of men, even if they settled some of the orphan spirit stuff, they don't think they're worthy or they don't th- they think I I don't have enough knowledge or I don't I don't know the Bible enough. What if they ask me some tough questions? I don't know the answer. You know. I mean, can you think of other things on the list of reasons why men may say, oh, I can't guide? Can you think of what that would be? Yeah, well, I, I think, you know, there's a there's a time factor because it does take yeah. time. You have to be committed to it, um, which in real out, you know, in the bigger picture of things, it's not. I mean, it's depending on what you do. It's either once a week or once every two weeks, because mm-hmm. I think that's the main thing that the journey group understands is that you, you have family stuff as well. Um, that you know you have to you know take care of um but the other thing i think you hit the nail on the head is the fact that uh you feel inadequate to to do it but what came to mind when you said that and and i felt like that too when i actually thought you know it'd be kind of um you know cool or, or not cool but neat to you know do a journey uh guide um and lead a group this was a few months ago um when i was still in the journey is uh we actually don't really do a whole lot we're there um not we but the 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 uh journey guide um is there to kind of facilitate the group but they allow the holy spirit to do the work again by submitting to them the best way to serve um, or to be a leader is to serve um, mm-hmm. and that's how the holy spirit works through the whole guide mentoring group so i'd say that if you know, you're worried as far as how am I going to leave? You know, I might not know the answer. I can guarantee you that God is going to give you the answer because I've had those worries before, just in regular conversations with people. Um, that's like, man, I'm not going to know the answer or the scripture. And, and no, God puts it on your heart, and He's the one that that does uh, His work through you. Um, you really just have to submit to them. You don't have to know everything about it. And and I think that's where it first starts is realizing that we're not the ones doing the work. It's the Holy Spirit through us that is doing the work. We're just the vessel that he uses to be able to do that. Yeah, yeah. And and I, I think you get it. It's not, you're not there to teach. You're not there to have all the answers. You're there just to be on your journey and join and ask other people to join you on your journey and you'll help them on their journey. And uh, you're just encouraging people. And, and it is, you know, I, I think most people I've talked to, they say they got more out of it as a guide than they ever did as a participant because it because you're even more into it, into the material, into the understanding of it when you know you're you're out front a little bit, you know, and uh, so uh, guys really get more out of it even then. Yeah. And I, and I, I agree with you is, you know, is it, and I was telling, um, I forget who it was. I was telling somebody this today is, is when I talk to people about God, it's almost like a selfish thing, right? Cause I feel like I get more out of it because 
when I talk to somebody, I'm learning more and I get that, that confirmation. So I, I think that's exactly true when you go through and even as a leader is you're going through, but I hope the men realize that and the women that go through the journey group is that we're learning along the way with them still, even as a leader, because our leader is God. We're just serving him. Um, so I, I think that that is a key thing to, to realize that we're in it together as a group, which I hope um, and pray that it takes away any anxiety that anybody would have about either yeah. leading a group or being in a group. Yeah. And it's another reason I think also why we have uh, Jesus in about two by two. You know, you're never alone. You know, you got you you, you get you need a wingman to do it with. And then then, of course, you always have the Holy Spirit who's guiding you and fanning your flame and all that. But but it is nice to have another brother that you can pray with and and tag team with and and right. help with. and that and that could that those friendships usually become really strong bonds when people co-guide a journey group together you know that's usually a cool experience too so yeah so, well and so, I, I was gonna say the the other thing with the journey is and i know this stands for all the men that went through the journey group uh with me is i personally developed an extremely strong relationship with uh my journey leader dave um mm-hmm. and it just so worked out that you know he ended up moving you know he used to live a half an hour from me which isn't a big deal but he ended up moving close to where i'm at uh and so we're like five minutes from each other now um mm. so we definitely have a special bond going through this together and seeing the way that the person who's leading the group serves is a huge eye opener um for me yeah 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 that's cool yeah and Dave was a guy that uh, helped baptize you. In the very beginning, we saw a picture of you being baptized and all that. And he was Dave was part of that, wasn't he? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's awesome. Yeah, Dave's our champion, and uh, Dave Viking, you're talking about. He's our champion in Sacramento area. So uh, he's a he's a great guy. So, well, um, I guess one other question that we're getting close to the end here, but uh, you mentioned last time I think that you've been taking some Bible classes and all that. And you're just growing in knowledge and all. How's all that going? That's going good. Um, I just finished up my uh, my third class, um, and then I'm going to. I've got two more classes just for my my certificate program, but uh, I'm going to continue until I'm told differently, which is praying about it because, um, you know, I, I feel like I'm being led into ministry by God. I don't know what that looks like. And I'm okay with that. I'm just going to continue doing what he's leading me to do. Um, because there's been times where, you know, school's been overwhelming, um, you know, with between my mom being in the hospital, mom Ron being in the hospital and, and kind of having, not having to, but taking care of them falls on me. Um, uh, so that's a priority in my family, but God still got me through all of my stuff that I need to get through as far as coursework went and even during that time he drew me in even closer to him because the one thing um that i always uh prayed about was for me to continue to uh put him first and not be distracted by the stuff that was going on um so so life life is good i'm uh, i'm happier than i ever been um, like I said, I still have, you know, things that pop up in life, uh, normal life circumstances as any human does, but be able to give any of my burdens up to the Lord allows, uh, allows me to still, um, 
fulfill the fruit of his spirit and love others and just just to serve um, and not be overwhelmed by all of it. Yeah, and I think you know this, but uh, we're all in full-time ministry, right? Um, whether you get a paycheck or not, or vocational or bivocational, or or just you know you have a day job and you and and you're you know yeah we're all ministers, we're all missionaries, if you will, to and God's got us place where where we are. Now some people some people do have a calling to kind of go all in and and work full time for a ministry or whatever because God wants all their time, you know. But uh, yeah, so it'll be. Fun to watch what God does with you. I, I know He's got His hand on your nails, and uh, and you uh, you have a humility about you and a hunger, and uh, and and again you've got a lot of gifts too. I can I can see, see that. So uh, it's gonna be fun to follow your progress and all that. So uh, see, we'll do a podcast another five years from now. Who knows where you'll be? <laughs> no, that sounds good, brother. Thank you. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm thankful. Uh, you know, I'm thankful for, for this, uh, ministry that you guys have and, and the way God works in it. I mean, it's just, uh, I can't say enough. It's just, it's been life-changing for me and I couldn't imagine my life any other way anymore. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thanks for indulging all these interviews through your process and all that. I think it's been good. A lot of people, I've had people comment to me that they were following this. So, uh, so they're going to be excited to hear the last installment here. So, uh, that'll be good. So. All right. Well, uh, yeah, this has been my guest, Niles Graham from Sacramento, California, uh, recent journey graduate. He's an official influencer now. He's on his horse, got his got his armor on and he's ready to go find some refugees. So uh, so anyway, thank you, Niles. Um, anyway, this has been the Influencer Network podcast, and uh, we put these out about once a week uh, because we want to just share great stories of transformation that we're seeing. We want to be helpful. We want to share uh, insights into God's word. We want to get wisdom from Rocky and our other leaders and uh, just fan your flame as you go about making disciples because uh, that's what Jesus asked us to do. And that's what this ministry is all about. So uh, so anyway, I hope this has been helpful to you. You can find out a lot more information on our website, influencers.org. There's lots of resources people don't even know about. So take some time and go there. If you haven't been in a while, we uh, we updated it a few years ago and there's a lot of, a uh, lot of stuff on there. So anyway, my name is Brian Craig. I'm executive director for influencers, global ministries. I'm going to keep encouraging you to abide in Christ and go make disciples. God bless you.